Hi, welcome or welcome back to Playtime Radio. I'm Saskia and this is the podcast answering all of your questions about love, sex, intimacy, relationships and everything in between. To submit your own question, you can go to yourplaytimeradio.com or you can go to my Instagram, which I've just changed the name for. It's now at playtime underscore radio. Um, And there's a link in my bio where you can submit absolutely anything and everything. Please don't worry, your question is anonymized. And yeah, I would be really grateful if you could also rate the show or give me feedback wherever you listen to it. Um, That would really help me out in terms of knowing what you guys want to hear more or less of on the podcast. Um, This episode, we're going to be covering a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and that I feel everyone listening can, if not personally relate to, know someone who's been through it or has done it. um, Because this episode, we're going to be talking about ghosting. So before we do, I want to obviously start with a little mantra which is we need to set an intention for this episode so whatever it is that you're doing right now I want you to set an intention for this while you're listening to this episode maybe your intention for this episode is that you just want to learn something new or you want something to giggle about or you just want to hear my voice (laughs) whatever your intention is I want you to hold it in your mind fix on it with your mind and take a deep breath in and out. Another deep breath in, and out. I've been debating whether to do these breaths, because I also have to set an intention when I make an episode, but I feel like it is a bit too much if I start breathing very heavily into my microphone, so we're gonna experiment with me just silently breathing along in my head so that you can't hear me. I hope you're all having an amazing week. I have definitely been having a bit of a weird one. Whenever I feel that I have a bit of an existential crisis impending, I try to reconnect to something that I really enjoy doing. And yeah, this is it. So I'm taking out my preemptive angst from my impending existential crisis out on this episode. However, let's not get into that. Let's crack open a bottle of wine, light a candle. I've got one right here, not drinking right now. Um, But, you know, feel free to do some Kegels, align your chakras. Mine are always permanently aligned. And let's get into it. And now it's time to play. Here's my question. I went on a great first date with someone from Bumble a few weeks ago and thought we really hit it off. While on the date, he started asking when I was free next week, which I interpreted as a sign that we mutually liked each other. Then we went out again last week and there was so much chemistry, or at least so I thought. I felt like he'd done a lot of the planning, so I took the lead and messaged him asking when he was free, since we'd already said we were going to see each other the next week. He didn't respond straight away like he normally does, so I thought he was maybe having an off day. Another few days went by, so I thought I'd message him about something funny that we'd built rapport over on our first date. I still haven't heard back from him and I can't understand why he ghosted me. Should I reach out to find out why he didn't want to see me again? And how do I stop this from happening? Thank you. Love the podcast. Yikes. This one stings. It stings. Nothing stings more than rejection, especially when we wear our heart on our sleeves and we trust everyone around us to do the same. And like I say, I feel like this is an episode that is particularly topical because ghosting, it's not, it's a new phenomenon, but 
it's been going on like that's the that's the term we've coined for it now but I mean people got ghosted all the time I mean imagine writing letters to the person you really love and you and you're on your ship and you're really far away at war and she just doesn't respond at least back then you could claim the mail got lost or you know shit happens but nowadays it's so brutal when someone reads your message and doesn't respond or is clearly playing games with you um I think that's the added dimension of ghosting that it feels really intentionally hurtful um but like I say ghosting it's not a new thing it's just the most painful thing in the world because it is outright rejection um and it's a very cowardly thing to do in my opinion just because it's the lazy man's way out of just saying I don't like you that much um but we'll get into that I mean I I'm willing to bet that everyone listening to an extent okay has experienced some form of romantic rejection whether you've been outright ghosted or whether someone you liked didn't like you back I mean even I get rejected like very occasionally (laughs) I was sat across the bar from Drake a few weeks ago and we made eye contact and smiled I even smiled at this man and he should have that should have been enough. It should have been enough for him to take me home that night. And he still had the audacity not to take me home. Um, but on a serious note, but on a very serious note, the place to start from here is is actually to stop. And that's to stop being so hard on yourself. Now, you mentioned Bumble and the world of online dating can be a minefield. And you have to start treating every interaction, like every date, as a data point. I talk about this with one of my friends all the time, that every encounter you have, every date, every interaction, every like you exchange on each other's story is a data point about what you're looking for. So the first thing is to say that this shouldn't deter you from meeting other people and going out on dates and putting yourself out there again. Because by going on these dates, by having these really annoying, frustrating experiences, you can narrow down what you are and what you're not looking for. Being ghosted, it requires resilience. I mean, no, it doesn't require resilience. It builds resilience. It's character building to be ghosted. And I'm not too sure, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that you're a straight woman. And I want to commend you for being a little bit vulnerable with this man. However, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not a big fan of girls asking guys out. And before anyone brands me as Andrew Tate in female form... I want you to think about your dream relationship trajectory. And what I mean by this is if you were to continue seeing this person where you have to ask them out or put in effort like this, do you want to be in a relationship where you constantly have to second guess whether your partner likes you back? Because trust me, you are so interesting and fun and sexy and cool on the first and second dates. You get to be you but the light version with all the cool travel stories and you've got blown out hair and this is when he should be most interested in pursuing you if he likes you you are never more interesting and cool and sexy like i say than the first couple of times you meet someone and you know the the same applies opposite obviously like if you don't like someone on site that's different but if you are semi-interested in someone that allure and the mystery of the first and second couple of dates it's so hot (laughs) so to hear that this guy isn't gagging to go on a third date with you that says to me that he's not that bothered now there's a great concept that I reference every day pretty much of my life um 
actually two. I'm going to talk about two. One is Occam's razor. Occam's razor states that the most simple explanation is the most likely. The most simple explanation is the most likely. And often the most, the most simple explanation for stuff that hurts is the explanation that cuts deep and makes us feel insecure. So whenever I hear ghost stories with a, you know, with a side of, oh, but he's just so busy with school right now, or it's just crazy difficult for him right now because he's always so jet lagged because he travels a lot for work. Like when I hear that, I get, I get Vienna more flashbacks. Now, quick anecdote about one of the very few times that I've ever been rejected and I didn't realize it at the time was when I realized years later that I had accepted the line that, oh, I'm just really busy with Oxford interview prep right now. Like, I'm really busy. I don't have time. I accepted that back in the day. But let me tell you something. When golf season or whatever it is ends that they're so busy with, suddenly it's going to be tennis season. It's going to be croquet lawn time, whatever it is. And guess what? When we truly want to pursue someone, we will. It's especially men. I can't emphasize that enough. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that you didn't sleep with this man. And if that's the case, he should be going absolutely wild out of his mind thinking how sexy and cool you are. And instead, he's weirdly gone cold. Now, the second principle that I wanted to talk about was revealed preferences. My mum bangs on about this one all the time. And I've got to credit my best friend for, I think she introduced my mum to this one. And so my mum is not stop talking about it since. Um, But revealed preferences is the idea that you can talk a big game, but if you don't back it up, that's your revealed preference. So I really want to quit drinking this year. Okay, so why are you drinking at 5pm on a Tuesday? That's a revealed preference. If you keep talking about wanting to do something, you know, this year, this year, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to fully pursue my e-commerce business at the end of the year you're still working your job because you've been really busy at work and it was just too hectic and there's a recession and it it was too much stress to quit and you're not really sure if you like e-commerce as much yeah that was a revealed preference you decided that whether you were happy with the situation or not you have chosen something in your mind that nothing can sway you from and so the way I want to think about revealed preferences applying to this situation is that even if a man or a woman or anyone says to you, oh, I really like you, I really want to see you next week, the preferences for whether they actually want to see you are revealed by whether they want to make plans or not. And it sounds so simple, but I think bearing in mind that and Occam's razor, you know, not agonizing over why didn't he call me back or, oh my God, did she, did she think I smelled bad? I don't know why. That's not Occam's razor. Occam's razor is very much, yeah, they didn't like you that much. Or, hmm, it sounds like they might, not, they might not be over their ex. <laughs> I had a really great principle the other day, which kind of blew my mind because it resonated so much with me. And I don't know if you've ever seen Sex in the City. I keep referencing the show. I'm, I'm going to have to do an episode on it at some point because there are so many takeaways from that show for me. And I may not like the character of Carrie Bradshaw, but she is a sexual anthropologist, which is, yeah, I think that's a, I think that is my calling in life. (laughs) Anyway, I'm jumping around here, but 
there's a scene where a man tells Miranda, one of the characters, that the reason why a guy didn't call her back or no, it was like he didn't kiss her after the date and then didn't call. And she said, oh, we just had a curry. So I think that was the reason why he didn't want to kiss me. And the guy tells her, he's just not that into you. And then she overhears these two girls talking about the exact same scenario where the girl says, yeah, like, he's, he's going to call me back, but he's really busy with work. And Miranda turns around, and, around to them and says, yeah, he's just not that into you. And what I heard about, I'm jumping so much back and forth, but the idea of trying to understand why someone goes to you and trying to come up with a valid reason for it is perversely a form of investment and the way to think about this is that we overthink what we cannot control so by you obsessing over this man this woman who has not texted you back who doesn't maybe want to see you again by you overthinking about it and obsessing over them and wondering why they haven't called and walking past their house three times a day You are giving yourself the illusion that you have control over a situation that is so beyond your control and you can really go delusional crazy with this. It's very dangerous. So I want to say that you should absolutely stop making excuses for anyone who ghosts you. And I'm not even just talking about ghosting. Stop making excuses for people who don't match up with your expectations and who don't match your energy. We've talked about this a million times. I'm going to say it again. You attract what you are, not what you want. So the moment that you start accepting things that you know you wouldn't do to someone or the moment you start accepting behavior that doesn't align with who you want to be, the kind of relationship trajectory you want to have, the kind of partner you want to be with, stop accepting it. Okay? (laughs) And I'll tell you this, that once you have experienced being with someone who treats you with respect and who never makes you feel confused about where you stand and how they feel about you, you'll never go back to those guys or girls who mess you around. Genuinely, I, th- I think there's nothing nicer than feeling reassured without even having to worry about it or text your friends or ask your mum what's going on. If he likes you, you'll know. And if he doesn't like you, you'll be confused. If this man he met on Bumble was truly busy or grieving or lost his phone, but he also happens to like you, he would let you know he needs some space. Or he would say, I'm so sorry, I've lost my phone. I'm texting you from my cousin's grandma's fishes maid's iPad. I just have to let you know. He should have enough respect for you and your time to politely let you know that if he isn't interested in you, that he enjoyed getting to know you, but it's just not going to work out for him. That's what a real man does, in my opinion. If, if you're going to ghost, cut ties amicably, you know, instead of ghosting. So I really recommend that you obviously don't reach out to this guy because realistically, messaging him for feedback or to get closure or to understand what's going on or whether he was having a bad week and to get to the bottom of why he ghosted you, there is no point. Because someone who ghosts you or someone who doesn't meet you in the middle or respect your boundaries or match up to how you would behave doesn't care about your feelings. 
Now, some more practical stuff is that you should immediately try to stop overthinking about the situation. Don't torture yourself about whether you could have behaved differently on the date. Don't, don't big it up in your head. Don't make this feel like a very personal rejection. Drake, I'm still very much hurt that you did not take me home that night, but it's okay. And make sure that you stop deeping it. In a sense, it, it you know, rip, the band-aid has been ripped off. You would so much rather have been ghosted annoyingly and very hurtfully than you would to be strung along or to be breadcrumbed. That's going to be another episode because that's a whole different ball game of messy. And I noted in your submission that you talked about how there was a lot of chemistry between you two. Now, hot take, chemistry, especially on the first and second dates, and especially when they're not texting you back or you're not, they're not making plans when you're really into them, chemistry isn't actual chemistry. Chemistry is you wish that they had feelings for you a lot of the time. And that's not to say that you didn't have a couple of great moments on your date or that there wasn't genuine interest there, but even if he seemed interested in you on the date, it doesn't matter. Those past actions do not account for present day non-actions. They just don't. And you can't spend time thinking about a few hours you spent with someone that don't align with how they're treating you now. And once you've stopped trying to over... Like, now I know that stopping overthinking about someone is very much easier said than done. However, we have talked about this in other episodes too. I just spoke about it in my last episode about the law of attraction, which is that if a negative thought or a thought that you do not want to bring into your vibration comes into your mind, you can say out loud, I cancel this thought. No, don't want that near me. That is not good energy for me to be imbibing right now. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain it. Think about instead, you know, redirect your thoughts to what value do I bring to a relationship? How cool am I? My God, my ass looks amazing today. I'm so sexy redirect your energy into a positive stream or think about that amazing promotion you've just got or have a little daydream about the girl's holiday you're going on in next summer or call your mom call your friend and and just have a nice little chat but do something uplifting rather than thinking about this person who's disrespected your time and who contrary to popular belief most of the time is out there living their life may have even gone on a couple of dates by now some things are just and some things have such a simple explanation that they just don't require over analysis and you don't want to be with someone who clearly dismisses your feelings and can't be bothered to respect your time someone who goes to you not only doesn't care about your feelings but doesn't even have the bare decency to just say look I'm I'm sorry I, it's not working out for me and I don't care how well they treated you before they started ghosting you. It's disrespectful. And like I say, people who really care about you will find a way to let you know, I'm sorry, I'm going through something very emotional right now, or I'm very sorry, I've lost my phone, or, um, I, I mean, honestly, some of the things I've, I've experienced, some of the things that I hear that my friends, partners, or people I know people who really like them the things that they do for them when they're in this kind of position I don't accept excuses anymore 
it's not enough. And any more ruminating on the way that things would be if you were on a second or third date with this person right now is a complete waste of time. So stop entertaining this person and don't let them live rent-free in your head. And instead try to fill your mind with really positive things and uplifting thoughts about yourself. Or about, you know, the next person you might meet on Bumble. Redirect your energy. This person can absolutely be left in the dust. And if you still feel attached to someone who ghosted you, especially after spending very little relative time together, that's, babe, that's just projecting what you hoped they might have been like instead of living in reality. Going back to the obsession as a form of control, it's a form of investment as well. We invest into overthinking, we invest in people who don't respond to our messages, we we commit in our minds to people who don't like us as much as we like them because that's our way of controlling the situation and that's our way of saying this person would be so great for me but there's just this tiny caveat that they don't want to see me anymore. So this person who ghosted you is clearly not the person for you if they've been ghosting you and someone who ghosts you is clearly not into you and let me reiterate that when they like you you'll know and when they don't like you you'll be confused like i've said earlier someone who ghosts has decided consciously or not that ignoring you is easier than communicating properly now what this says is that you shouldn't take it too personally because this is someone's way of communicating no response is a response. I'm going to touch on that in a sec. But more importantly than, you know, that you should just move on and that you should just stop thinking about them because ghosting is bad, I want you to actually break down what's happening here. And I want you to start rewiring your brain to not be attracted to people who don't respect your time or your energy. And instead, you should start seeing ghosting or being treated with less respect than you deserve as a turnoff. Seriously, let it give you the ick. I don't care if you've lost complete control over the situation and this person has ghosted you, you can still get the ick, you can still end this on your own terms in your mind. That's what's important. Don't reach out to them and send them a sloppy drunk text. Delete their number. And as I've said, you would never want to be with anyone who treats you like this. If your friend came to you, if you're listening to this and you didn't send in this question, and you hear that someone's been ghosting this person, I would hope that most of you would tell your friend in that situation, yeah, forget all about that. God, on to the next, you know? You would hope that your friend would say to you, God, another one bites the dust, just move on. You know, it's enough now, chop, chop, let's on to the next one. And with love, stop thinking about this person. You are too cool and you are too sexy and you are too smart and amazing to put up with this. In fact, this isn't even something that you have to put up with because this other person has already decided to eliminate themselves from your life. And sometimes that's a big blessing and maybe with time you'll realize that. So I really don't favor going in and trying to get closure or to get feedback from this kind of situation because... It's very, very rare that you ever get closure. And when I say closure, I don't actually mean closure in the sense that you'll get over it. I mean closure in that you might 
never hear what you want to hear. You might never hear, I really liked you, but I just was in a really bad place, or as in you, you they might say that, they might be polite and say, yeah, I, just, I, I really liked you too, but I'm just really busy. But it's a lie, it's a lie as we've been over. Especially men, they make time. Trust me, they make time. And you should never, ever, ever entertain this person and their inconsistencies ever again. And it starts with you stopping entertaining them in your mind and then reflecting that in your personal life, in your day-to-day. Stop thinking about them, delete their number, mind your business, move on, find someone hotter. And just remember that this isn't so personal. Sure, I mean, you can always, you know, you could always get feedback from a date and you could always improve on how you behave on a first date or whatever. Behave, behave is the wrong word. How you present maybe <laughs> slightly better. Um, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day because if this person can't be bothered to text you back, it's it's a sign that they don't respect you. And that, that means that their opinion of you is probably not that well informed because this you listen to this podcast. I know you're very cool. You're very sexy. You're fine. And... I want to end with the thought that now I'm gonna I'm gonna apply this to men and be, be, uh, because I think women behave slightly differently and I I should talk about that sometime because I always say like if he likes you you'll know and I said just now like if they like you but I'm not sure that it applies to women as much I think it does but anyway what I need to tell you is that of all the confusing things that men say silence is a very obvious response and ghosting whether it's the most gut-wrenching thing that you've ever experienced or it's embarrassing or you feel really let down it's a response that person has chosen not to respond to you and it's over and I'm sorry if I have to be the person to say that for you to get it into your head that this person just doesn't like you back as much as you like them. But again, as I've said, you probably didn't even like them that much and you were just projecting onto what you thought they could be like on the third date or you were over-investing as a way of trying to control the situation again. Or you wanted them to like you back so much that you started liking them a bit more intensely. I've been there. (laughs) Anyway. I'm very sorry that you've been ghosted, but I hope that we can all take a few things away from this. Um, And one, that is that when someone really likes you, they make time and they make an effort. That's a big one. I hope that if you didn't know about Occam's Razor or Revealed Preferences, that maybe that's something you're going to think about more consciously now. And I hope that you don't take it personally when you get ghosted because it's someone else's way of communicating and it's just not compatible with you. So that's their loss, truly. Anyways, I I think I've finished answering that question and this episode. So I want to thank you very much for being here. And thank you for letting me get all my angst out this weekend. If uh, you would like to leave your own question, you can go to yourplaytimeradio.com or go to the Instagram, which is at playtime underscore radio. I like to think that I'm curating a cool mood board on there. So yeah uh, if you want to follow it go ahead and once again 
if you would like to leave some feedback, I also have links in my website for that, um, any topics you want me to cover, and if you can rate the show wherever you listen, I'd love to see those five stars, baby. <laughs> I think I have two reviews, and one of them is from my dad. <laughs> and it's like, heartfelt, raw, illuminating, passionate. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Papa. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for that. Yeah, if you, so you'd like to be on the wall of fame with my dad, go ahead and leave your your feedback. <laughs> okay. I am going to go crack open my own bottle of wine now because it's time to go out and I've got this off my chest. So once again, thank you so much for being here and I've got lots of new episodes coming soon. So get ready for me to be on my on my best schedule. Uh, <laughs> and I hope that wherever you are, you're feeling loved and that you're having amazing sex and staying safe. All right. Love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Mwah.